there, friend. We're so glad you could join us. Here we like to highlight the best of humanity while offering a dose of positivity to hopefully brighten your day. But more importantly, we want you to know whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling, you're not alone. We're here to stand with you. I'm Chuck Rindon. And I am Amy Nalawai. And this is A World of Hopes. So Amy, I don't know about you, but I feel a little rusty here. It's been a few weeks now since we've uh, had an episode. Uh, life, as it were, got in the way as I was in the middle of a move. Uh, but that is now complete. Thankfully, <laughs> I'm actually uh, got all settled. settled. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you know, I'm here to stay for a little bit. Uh, at <laughs> least, uh, you know, I've had four moves now in the last uh, year and a half. So, uh yeah, that's pretty crazy <laughs> now that I think about it. You're, you're done for a while. I, I am done moving for, well, cross fingers. <laughs> I'm done moving for a little while, <laughs> hopefully. Oh, man. Uh, but things look pretty steady right now. So, yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah, I'll get to catch my breath here a little bit. So everything went smoothly and got everything done? Yeah, yeah you know, I, I got to say, a fourth time's the charm. <laughs> this was <laughs> definitely the smoothest and easiest. I think maybe because, uh, as I mentioned last time, I've just uh, gotten to the point where I hadn't unpacked a lot of things. So I, I was pretty ready for this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad that everything went well and you're getting settled and and all that good stuff. Yeah, so definitely a blessing here. So I'm ready for a little stability. But how about you? What's uh, What's been happening in your neck of the woods uh, since we've been gone? It's been a whirlwind. I mean, 4th of July was random, pretty low-key. We just watched the neighborhood, like, explode <laughs> is what it, <laughs> it felt like. Uh, it yeah, was yeah. a steady night of just the most insane fireworks i've ever experienced it was a constant rumble literally from like six to at least almost 10 30 10 45 steady non-stop yeah, it was very, very similar here as well yeah it, oh was, it was constant the entire night you know? yeah it was crazy we experienced um a loss in our family that was kind of crazy and unexpected um yeah, i mean tough, it just man. it just happened fast and uh, I actually was able to fly for the first time since October 2019. Took a little weekend getaway to visit family up in Oregon. It was interesting. It was interesting flying again. It had to be a little like anxiety inducing. I know for me it would be. I'd be a little yeah. anxious about it. Yeah, it it was. I don't know that I felt like I, I never feel completely comfortable on an airplane. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's the piece of me that just like stares out the window in awe because I'm just blown away by the fact that I'm flying rapidly through the air, thousands, thousands and thousands of miles up in the air. Like it just blows my mind. It, it is pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. Yeah, and and I'm like the weirdo who takes all the pictures from out the window, and uh, that's me. And at the same time, I'm also like nervous about every little 
bump and noise and, <laughs> you know. Turbulence, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I also, I mean, I know the cabin is pressurized and all that stuff, but I have very sensitive ears to pressure change. And apparently I'm very sensitive to motion. So, like, every little movement of the plane mm, I feel. feel it. And, um, yeah, it, it's, I don't know, that, that has a weird effect on me as well. But um, I think flying during a pandemic that's a whole different realm of anxiety and nerves there i can only imagine yeah i kept my mask on and i just tried not to move tried not to touch anything (laughs) right right you know mind my business and of course landing in oregon was a very different feeling as many folks there are not mask wearers and so it was just a different a very different experience big picture i'm happy that i got to go on the trip um will i be flying again anytime soon probably not <laughs> um <laughs> at not, least for a while yeah, yeah I'm not, kind of in that not boat. for a while not for a while i'm glad that i was able to do it and that everything was pretty uneventful in that regard but yeah, it was it was definitely um, not the most comfortable <laughs> of of trips. You know, the flying experience. I don't know. I just the whole anxiety bit was a little much to to deal with on top of just everything else that was going on. You know, and stuff with my family that week. But it's been an interesting time. Summer is <laughs> it's not disappointing, and uh, and then you know to come home. And um, have the, the the new mask mandate here in LA County. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So, regardless of vaccination status, now in LA County, masks have been mandated for indoors again. And of course, it's causing some some uproar amongst some folks. I'm cool with it. Honestly, I, I think the mask mandate's kind of prudent when, when you analyze the data with the Delta variant and things like right. that. I think it's it makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does to me too. So, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how this last little phase of summer winds down and uh, where where we end up. I don't. I feel like I feel like summer weather is not quite done with us. So it'll be interesting to see how hot it gets in these coming ones. You know, speaking of the heat, like it has consistently been hundred or higher here for the entirety of July. <laughs> really? Uh, which is very unusual. Yeah. I think maybe we had like one or two days where it was like 98, so, <laughs> which might as well be a hundred. Let's be honest. That's got to be miserable. And it's not like you can escape to the ocean to escape the heat no, anymore. Th- that's true. Uh, no, definitely landlocked here in Idaho. Wow. All I can say is just thank God, you know, we, we have central air. I, <laughs> that's made it tolerable. I, I, it would be quite miserable without it. So, but yeah, it's been, it's been very, very hot. And, you know, it's interesting because where we're at now, it's a, uh, it's a developing community, so there's still construction all over the place. They're building up uh, places like right across the street from us. It's just all dirt right now, and uh, you know that that kind of kicks up like some dirt storms every now and then. Yeah. And doesn't necessarily play well with my allergies. <laughs> mm, I would imagine. So, 
And then all the fires and stuff going on. That way, I, That's I true. keep yeah. hearing all these the, reports the of air, air quality. quality. Yeah, yeah, not has not been great. It's been very, you know, just kind of gloomy looking here. And you combine that with the heat, and it's just very like muggy and not fun. Yeah, I'm sure that's not good for your allergies either. So, no, it's not. Which which is very interesting because uh, you know up until about two years ago, I never really suffered from allergies. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, my body decided to turn that that gene on for me or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so now I, I get to deal with that, which is fun. Good times. It's it's always great, too, when you wake up with, like, a sore throat or something, you know, in the, the age of, uh, you know, a pandemic. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every little thing, you're like, okay, <laughs> what's going on here? As a lifelong allergy sufferer, welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's not been as bad for me when once I started going, uh, ironically, to the chiropractor regularly. um, That helped alleviate a lot of my issues. Okay, it was like magic, and um, I went from having to be on about ninety dollars worth of allergy medication a month. Wow! To only having to take it when necessary, which is fantastic. That's a win. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chiropractor, huh? Well, I guess that's going to be on my radar now. I, I wouldn't have thought. Chiropractic care. I know. I know. It's really weird. All right. Well, that's a great segue. Why don't, why don't we bring in some hope to the conversation? Yay. Some hope. <laughs> and uh, we're sticking yeah. with our, our new format. Do you have an article for us this time? I do have a pretty great story. This is definitely an inspirational one. Awesome. Uh, it, it centers around hiking and climbing. Are, now, are you a, a hiker, Amy? Do you like to hike? I mean, I would like to think that I am as long as the ground is very flat and not on the side of a cliff is what I've learned. <laughs> um, okay. I, I can feel yeah. that. I can feel that. I, I don't know that I'm uh, the best hiker. <laughs> I have I have bad knees and uh, uh, I actually discovered I have a very extreme fear of heights. Attempting to hike in Kauai several years ago learned it the hard way. So I, I don't know that I'll be attempting any crazy hikes or mountain climbing things anytime soon. Okay, well then this story might uh, <laughs> might be a little intense for you. We'll see. <laughs> so okay. What I love about this so. There was a gentleman in England by the name of Ben Lovell. He's 42 years old, and he was able to climb England's three highest peaks, and it took him about 27 hours. But what's crazy about this story and what's inspiring to me is Ben only has one leg. Back in 2017, he actually had to have his right leg amputated because of uh, complications with a blood clot. So he was fitted with a prosthetic leg, the consequence of which is he was really only able to walk 20 minutes at a time before the pain just got too much and he had to rest and take his leg off, his prosthetic leg off. So he decided to climb these three peaks in England. And, you know, as he described it, it was a lot of pain. But uh, for him, it was more about just completing the task and pushing through the pain. He didn't really care about how long it took him. It was just all about accomplishing the goal 
not only for himself, but for also uh, other people who have to deal with, you know, uh, a missing limb or leg and, and you mm. know, to show them that, hey, just because you're missing a limb doesn't mean you have to excuse yourself from hiking or getting out into nature, that you can also enjoy these things at your own pace, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. <sighs> this is this is definitely uh, making me feel like a total pansy for wanting to wuss out <laughs> on my not even, it wasn't even a five mile walk today. <laughs> but this dude straight up walked Climbed a, like mountain peaks for 27 hours straight. That's insane. Yeah, it's that's definitely intense, you know. And I, yeah, like, well, like you, like the thought of like hiking for like an hour or two like, is kind of like tough for me, uh, you know. But the, this just goes to show, too, like just how powerful like the mind is over your body, you know. And, and if you mm. set a goal, you're very determined about it, like you you can accomplish almost anything, even uh, the odds against you. And like I said, me as someone that has both legs, uh, the thought of like hiking these mountains for 27 hours, like, uh, you know, that sounds pretty intense. That's <laughs> so crazy, yeah. It, it just, I, I love the uh, mind over matter thing and and just how inspiring that is. And that, yeah, if you set a goal, like you, you can accomplish it. You know, you just have to uh, have the right mindset, you know, perspective and mindset is so powerful. And even more than that, what's truly inspiring about Ben is he also took it upon himself to, uh, to found a, a charity called Amp Camp. And uh, this is an actual place where other people uh, with prosthetic limbs can go to. Uh, it's a camp for them to have a safe space to where, you know, they can feel comfortable, like taking their leg off or taking their arm off or what, whatever it be, you know, because I can imagine that that would be uh, kind of stressful if you're out in public and you have to like rest your leg worrying about like the stairs you might get if you have to like take your prosthetic leg off or what have you, you know. So I think there's something powerful in creating this safe community or safe space that people can actually go to in like this camp area. You know, you kind of feel like you're part of a community at that point. And I think that's that in itself is probably a powerful thing, I would imagine. You know, we're all communal creatures and having a a group of people who understand your plight and you don't have to constantly like explain things or worry about looks or, or right. what have you. Yeah. That's got to be very uh, refreshing, I would imagine, and freeing. Yeah, just having that safe space where you can be you and not not have to worry about all that other stuff is is huge wow that's really cool a couple other things that ben was able to do so he's competed uh he completed a 13 mile uh, walk around the reservoir on crutches by the way uh which just seems uh pretty intense to me again like 13 miles for me i i don't know but then yeah. the thought on crutches like that's that's super impressive and and, and powerful and he was also able to do a fifteen thousand foot parachute jump oh my gosh which sounds kind of terrifying <laughs> <laughs> i know for you being a having a fear of heights it's probably not something that you would ever partake in but yeah <laughs> i that's it's just impressive i i love like his uh spirit you know that he was dealt this, you know, blow and which I'm sure, you know, for, for a lot of people, they, they, you know, again, it could be very easy to just sort of 
feel sorry for yourself and like, woe is me and, and things like that. But, uh, you know, Ben, Ben proves that, you know, if you have the right perspective and mindset, mm-hmm. you, you can accomplish anything. And, and I think that's very inspiring. It, it's a mindset that I want to take into my own life. You know, I mean, any obstacles, you know, I think it's just all a matter of thinking like Ben, you know, the one step at a time, however long it takes that you're, yeah. it's all about getting to the end goal. I love that mentality that like he didn't care how long it took. It was just doing it. So many times we talk ourselves out of doing things simply because it's not within the time frame that we think it should be done or that others expect it to be done. We end up missing out, you know, on all these great things because we convince ourselves. It's very true. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah, we we just crumble to society's expectations, and yeah, you know, there's a lot of uh, anxiety that comes with that, you know. And I think, yeah, just having that shift in mindset that, hey, you know, I'm going to do it on my own time, and yeah, I think that's very freeing and very powerful. I had a flashback to my sophomore year in high school. Uh, we took a school trip. It was our music department. We were on a concert tour. Uh, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Oh, very nice. Yeah, except I had just recently kind of injured my knee. And so I was trying to take it easy because we had to perform. Uh, but everyone was doing the Diamond Head Crater hike. And it's not a very long hike. It's I think it's less than two miles. But um, there are some some kind of steep parts like the last little bit there's all of these stairs these really steep stairs that you kind of have to climb i forget what the actual count you have to climb all these little steep stairs all the way up through this like concrete thing um to get you out to the top and i just remember like everyone's like why are you doing this and i was doing it and and i had flip-flops that i had bought at long's drugstore (laughs) like i wasn't even wearing good hiking shoes so the bum knee so you were prepared yeah i was totally prepared you know avid hiker that i am i was very prepared I wasn't going to do it initially, but then I, you know, the FOMO is real. I I didn't want to miss out. (laughs) And so um, I actually did have a moment where I was like, ah, I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to take my time. If I'm the last person, I'm the last person. And uh, and I'm really glad that I did because the view was absolutely incredible. I'm not sure if I could do all of those stairs now. <laughs> just so I'm glad that I did. But gosh, to have the just the determination to not let Ben's different abledness hold him back from from doing the things that he wants to do and inspiring others to do the same. That's super, super cool. I love the inspiration that comes from his example. And then that he also, you know, took it a step beyond and created his own nonprofit and is helping others in his condition feel more comfortable in their own skin with with the way that they are. Yeah, this is very powerful. Well, and I also love the article touches on this a little bit about how after Ben's amputation, he struggled with anxiety and depression. You know, we're in this this extended season where so many of us are struggling with anxiety and depression for different reasons. Yeah, very true. And 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 his 
his solution was, you know, I'm gonna gonna work on on myself physically on a on a consistent regular basis. Um, you know, he went to the gym, and so you know whatever that looks like. But uh, we forget how being physical and and active um, really does help our not just our bodies physically, but helps us mentally and just really can help alleviate a lot of the issues, you know, that we're dealing with when it comes to anxiety and depression. So that was a great reminder as well. Yeah, very true. So I, I, I love this story, you know, it, it's poignant to, you know, the, our, our show here. Like, I, I just love hearing stories of people, uh, you know, doing uh, overcoming like their anxiety and fears and, and just hardships you know and uh, yeah just having the that positive perspective and mindset you know it, it takes you so far i don't think i'll be climbing any crazy high peaks anytime soon <laughs> but at least i am inspired to keep getting outside and going for walks and and doing that so that's awesome thanks for sharing that yeah the hiking and walking is just so powerful you know it's something I think I touched on this in a previous episode, but it's something that I've started doing since I've been up here in Idaho. And uh, yeah, it's done a lot of, uh, it's a lot of good stuff for my mental health. Like it's, it's just great being outdoors. Like it's just something that I regularly took it uh, for granted, you know, living in California and I'm definitely a convert. Like I love walking. <laughs> it's just, it's great. All right. Well, before we get out of here, as we uh, always like to do, Amy and I are going to offer a recommendation, something that we've each been enjoying that uh, we think you'll enjoy as well. So, Amy, what are you bringing to the table this week? Well, I don't think I could live with myself if I did not mention this as a recommendation, because as many know, I am slightly obsessed with Tom Hiddleston. We'll just leave it at that. Just slightly. But my, (laughs) just slightly. My recommendation is, of course, Loki uh, on Disney+. Plus. They uh, just recently wrapped up their first season, and I loved it. It was so fun. Uh, I know that there, you know, as there always are, there were some mixed reviews, but all in all, I was incredibly pleased with the casting, uh, the storyline. You know, Loki is is Tom Hiddleston's uh, famous role, uh, the the great villain of the Thor movies. And it sort of picks up with everything that takes place um, after Avengers Endgame. Season one had six episodes. Uh, I just really liked each one. I felt like each one got better. And I was like, ooh, this is my favorite episode. And I'm like, ooh, this is my favorite episode. There was a lot to take in visually, too. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. When... uh Loki and uh, the female, his female Loki counterpart, were on that uh, that one world with where the apocalypse was happening. That was just a visually interesting world, you know. Kind of had like all those like yes. purple colors, and then of course later we had the void, and that that was just a cornucopia of like uh, Easter eggs and just all these things. Yeah. Oh, there was all kinds of fun stuff in there. <laughs> I mean, that's what they do best, right? Throw in all these little fun things. Oh, it was great. Yeah. If you were a fan of the Marvel comics, there was so much to take in in that that particular episode. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I think I've watched I've watched it three times through 
like from the beginning to the last episode. So I, I don't have, I mean, I, I feel like Tom Hiddleston is one of the most incredible actors of our time. Like he's very, I think he's underrated in his work. He's so good. And he has, I mean, he's played Loki since the beginning, you know, and this, this is his character. Oh yeah, totally. He knows how to play Loki so well. Every time I watched, there was some sort of little quirk or nuance that I was like, oh, so good. <laughs> He's so good. Um, and then it was just really fun having him alongside Owen Wilson playing um, Mobius. Their chemistry is just amazing. It's just so wonderful. Yeah. The two of them together is just awesome i'm hoping that season two will have even more oh it's got you it's got you if you watch uh the the way that they wrapped up or they didn't really wrap up it was more of a cliffhanger obviously typical marvel fashion yes um episode six definitely um leaves the door open for some interesting things to happen in season two and i cannot wait um but if you're looking for another great uh marvel show to watch loki on disney plus is definitely worth your time yeah yeah, i'm glad you brought that up you know we've talked about the other two disney plus marvel shows as well wandavision and falcon and winter soldier and honestly like they've just hit home runs in all three of these it's just been so great I, i just look forward to all the new series they have coming i think it's just such a great way for them to tell these uh unique stories that probably wouldn't translate as well to a a theatrical release you know or at least in a condensed sort of format like these longer form stories i think it's just great and loki as it ended like there's just i'm I'm intrigued for season two and i'm just looking forward to the next slate of marvel films because i think things are about to get pretty wild (laughs) yeah and and that's the the great thing about this series is that it just opens the door for so many possibilities for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, yes. And the I door cannot is wait. wide open now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I cannot the wait. gloves are off. Uh, who knows what's coming? It's going to be yep. good. Yep, 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 yep. So there you go. That's my recommendation. Loki, check right, it that's out. That's a great pick. <laughs> How about you? What do you got? All right, well, I uh, have a film that uh, I just discovered. It's streaming free on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, It was released in 2020. It's called uh, Words on Bathroom Walls. And uh, it's kind of billed as sort of this teen romantic comedy. But uh, it has an interesting premise. So the main character actually suffers from schizophrenia. Hmm. And so the, the first part of the film, it's kind of him discovering that he actually has schizophrenia and how that comes about and how that's visually representative in, in the hallucinations that he sees. And he has like these different uh, people that he sees, like these personalities. You could maybe attribute their part of his personalities or just these people he's c- concocted. Uh, and there's just some, uh, the, the way schizophrenia is handled in the beginning, it's, it's sort of this humorous take, kind of tongue in cheek. And, you know, then he meets this girl and their relationship develops and he's trying to hide his uh his schizophrenia from her like he just wanted to appear normal to everybody which you know i think we know when when you try to hide something like that it just builds (laughs) builds, uh, because the strength it takes to just 
quote unquote appear normal to people, you know, it just becomes mentally exhausting. And I'm sure if you have something like schizophrenia, it just adds to that you know if you have like a mental impairment and this film does by the third act you know uh things kind of take a turn for the worse for him and how they represent like him just walking through life with this paranoia and how it gets worse and worse and worse and the the way they visually depict like through like this like black smoke and things like that of just how he sees the world around him visually it was very interesting i'm not an expert in schizophrenia so i don't know like how accurate you know that might have been uh, or how much it was you know played up for the film but it was rather interesting like because you you got it from his perspective and seeing you know kind of this slow descent into madness kind of it, it was very interesting especially because up to that point like the the film was rather it kind of reminded me of you know some some sort of like teen romance you would have found like in the early 2000s or something like that you know it, it had that kind of vibe mm-hmm. uh, it was definitely some witty dialogue and uh, but by the third act it just kind of changed it got rather dark you know as his schizophrenia took hold on him uh, even more so and uh, and then the, the way he was able to come back from that and you know without spoiling anything basically he by the end you know he he kind of realized that, uh, you know, he was someone with a disease, that he wasn't the disease itself, you know, that he, he learned to live with it and the quirks that it brought and uh, that brought him some peace of mind. And, you know, of course, the people around him, you know, helped him. Uh, and, and, dude, there was one scene where, you know, he, he has a stepfather and their relationship is rather tense throughout the entire film. By the end, like, there's one moment between them. Dude, honestly, it had me bawling. <laughs> hmm. Like, I was, like, literally ugly crying. <laughs> like this, so, and I, Kleenex is necessary. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I would say, I would say so. All right, I would good say to so. know, good to know. I loved it. It, it was a, it was a very a well done film. The acting is superb. Uh, it has some very uh, great witty dialogue, and it, it, it's one of those things that uh, it makes you laugh and cry at the same time. You know, and I feel like that's for a film to be able to do that. That's kind of powerful. You know, to, mm, for it to be able yeah. to evoke like those two emotions simultaneously and do it well and not kind of in a cheese ball sort of way. Yeah, it's very good. So, words on bathroom walls. Uh, you know, if you're at all interested in schizophrenia, and even beyond that, it's it's kind of this like fun little love story as well. It just kind of uh, ties into the idea of navigating life. I mean, we mentioned like people have anxieties, things like that. You know, and just being able to recognize uh, that those things are just parts of you. They're not who you are. You know, at the end of the day, like. The message is pretty good. So I, I enjoyed it. I think it's definitely worth your time. I said it's free on Amazon Prime right now. So yeah, check it out. Words on bathroom walls. I just added it to my watch list. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about does it for this episode. Uh, if you enjoyed your time with us, the best way to ensure you never miss a conversation is to subscribe and follow the podcast. You can find out how to do that at worldofhopes.com. And don't forget, you can also find us on Instagram. We would love to connect with you there. And feel free to tag us in anything that you see uh, around you that brings you hope. Tag us in those hopeful posts 
at AWO Hopes on Instagram. We'd love to see you there. All right. Until next time, take care. Bye. I had a bin type moment when I was younger. Do you, do you remember in like uh, school where they would, you'd have to run the mile and they mm-hmm. would like time you? Did, they, did your school ever do that? The, like the physical fitness testing? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I had yeah. so much anxiety about this because, you know, back, back in those days, like I was, I was a pretty hefty kid <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> and uh, yeah, me and running, uh, you know, we we weren't very acquainted, let's say. And so I had so much because, you know, it's that young age and all your friends are right there. Everyone can see like how long it takes you to run the mile. And I knew I was going to be one of the last people. Uh, so I did it. I was so nervous about it. But uh I, I actually ran the entire way, or if you could call what I was doing running, it was basically like walking fast, probably <laughs> <laughs> reality. But I did I didn't stop. And yeah, I was one of the last people to finish. So it was embarrassing. It was. But you know, there was a very real sense of accomplishment that I actually did it. Uh, because, you know, leading up to that, I wasn't even sure that I could do it, <laughs> like frankly. And uh yeah, I completed it. And that part felt good. And, and honestly, like, no no one really made fun of me being, like, one of the last people. That's mostly, I think, where my anxiety was, is, you know, you're just, like, being propped up in front of all your classmates. And it's like, you're right up there. You can't really hide it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's the last one or one of the last one. Of course, I built it up in my mind to be something more than it. But the the sense of accomplishment I got, it, it was really powerful in that moment. Like I I did it, and I I wasn't I did it on my time. You know, I, I was impressed that I actually was able to complete it because uh, there were doubts. There were doubts. 